0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I'm talking about all of the WWE shows from uh, February 12th through February 17th, 2020. Um, I was traveling for a lot of this past weekend um, to go to a bunch of these shows, most of these shows, and so uh, that's why I didn't get around to recording this until now. Hopefully you caught my... NXT TakeOver Portland preview episode but other than that um, I will be talking in depth more a little bit more in depth not super in depth about TakeOver Portland but I'll also be talking about the preceding episode of NXT that's NXT 548 which was broadcast on February 12th Um, we had NXT UK episode 80 which was on February 13th and then we had um, SmackDown uh, from Vancouver, SmackDown episode one thousand and sixty nine on on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, and uh, let's see two oh five live episode one sixty six later that night, um, and then of course Takeover Portland, awesome, awesome, awesome. Every single Takeover is somehow better than the last, and this was no exception. Um, and then the day after that, um, that was impressive. In- portland it's right there in the name and then uh i headed up to everett washington for raw episode 1395 on not december what i don't know what i was doing with this date december 17th 2022 is what i typed in my notes real quick that is incorrect that was february 17th 2020 um And that includes uh, two matches that were filmed for main events, which has not aired as of this recording yet. But I will talk about what happened there. Okay, so first of all, NXT, um, I'm going to go through all this real quick, um, especially stuff before TakeOver. But we opened up with Roderick Strong versus Bronson Reed. Roderick uh, defeated him, and then Dream came onto the uh, the big screen and uh, and p- prodded at, at Roderick Strong some more. Roderick is on a mission to destroy Velveteen Dream or whatever he wants to do with him. Um, and it, it, yeah, he it, when he first comes out, he's like, "No, cut the music. This is about the speed or whatever. This is about Velveteen Dream coming after my family and all of that." So I get it. I get it. I, I, uh, I sympathize with, with Roderick strong. Although i also sympathize a little bit with Velveteen dream for uh, his, he was brutally, he's thrown off the top of a truck. That also is not nice. Then uh, we had Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae. Um, so this episode I watched on Hulu because it was posted on Hulu before it was posted on N- uh the WWE network or the NXT network. Um, so, uh, unfortunately they, they cut out this match, Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae. And they also cut out Leah Rush versus Angel Garza, which was a championship opportunity match. That was, uh, what they were fighting for. So I thought that was a strange choice for what to cut. It's, I think it's weird that they cut anything to begin with, but I don't know. I guess it's part of the, whatever deal they have with Hulu on there. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, we had, uh, Oh, Dakota Kai, she defeated Candace and then Tegan came and attacked after that. Um, then we had Gargano, uh, versus Cameron Grimes. They had a problem. They, uh, they had a problem with each other. Uh, after a sh- the the show in Riverside, just a couple days before, uh, this was an awesome match. Um, and Gargano won, uh, so he was looking strong going into to take over Portland. They had Leo Rush versus Angel Garza for the championship opportunity. Another awesome match. Leo Rush won, and so next week, which is I'm rec- I'm actually recording this on Wednesday, February nineteenth. Um, so tonight, Angel Garza will fight. Uh, Or rather, uh, Leo Rush will fight uh, whoever the champion is. What's his name? Jordan Devlin for the Cruiserweight Championship. You had Bianca Belair defeat Santana Garrett. That was pretty quick. And then she also beat up Rhea Ripley when Rhea came out. So uh, she is looking strong going into the weekend. And then Adam Cole defeated Kushida in a non-title match. Um, And then throughout the episode... Uh, we saw the Weights, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle trying to get to Portland. Uh, first, they try to take a car, but I think I talked about this already in the preview episode, but uh, first they try to take a car, but neither of them have driver's licenses. So the car gets, they get pulled over. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't get arrested, but um, <laughs> uh, then they, they're on a, a, a swan paddle boat and Pete does like, how is this going to work? He says, no, this is just where I come to think. And then uh, finally they get onto, into the boot of the, the, a private jet and it is Triple H's private jet. So there's stowaways. And then uh, when they do finally get to Portland uh, on Sunday, uh, I'm skipping forward a little bit. Uh, their, their, uh, Broserweight mobile is there and, uh, <laughs> Pete asks, "How did you get this here?" And his artistic license. So, I enjoyed all that. So, so dumb. Um, okay, so then we have NXT UK. We have the debut of Eva Valkyrie uh, versus Amelie. I guess this is also the debut of Amelie, but we don't. Nobody cares about her apparently. It's like that happens a lot, where it's like, "Oh, this big debut of this person," and then they're fighting someone who we also haven't ever seen before but it's basically like oh we don't care it's it's all about this other new person we've been talking about so it's obvious that the the brand new person or the person they've been talking about is going to win but uh ifa wins via big leg drop kick thing i don't know what the name of it is they might have said what the na- said the name of it but i don't i didn't write it down but um yeah it was pretty solid i think Valkyrie is is pretty cool she's from Ireland um and she her like her her gimmick her dress her all of that it doesn't say it's not like just obvious oh oh look irish that kind of thing so uh i i appreciate that um then we had uh travis banks ask wolf what it's like writing walter's coattails and so that gets him riled up a little bit so i think we'll see that um i just wrote banks i was like wait sasha 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 what What's she do? No, it's Travis Banks. Um, so sure we'll see that match happen fairly soon. Then we have Saxon Huxley versus versus Dave Mastiff. Bomber Dave Mastiff. Uh, Mastiff wins, and he, uh, he has his eyes on that United Kingdom championship. I think that would be a pretty good match, and uh, I, th- I think it could take him down. I think that Dave Mastiff could become the next UK champion. Um, then we have, uh, Tony goes to see, uh, Sid Scala and Johnny Saint, and she accepts KLR's challenge despite Sid's attempts to get her to reconsider. She's like, like, you understand what this means that it's like this, this match is devastating, but also you're not going to be able to challenge for the championship again if you lose all that. And Tony says, no, I don't care. I'm going to sign it because KLR had already signed it. Um, then we had James Drake and Zach Gibson come out in suits. Um, they're complaining about how more teams get added into these matches that they have to defend their championships. Like First, it was a triple threat. Then it was a, four, a four-way four match that they had to try to try to win at uh, TakeOver uh, um, Blackpool 2. It was a triple threat at, in Cardiff. It was a four-way. They were like, what's next? There's going to be a seven-team circus rules match and i kind of want to see a seven team circus world a seven team circus rules match what are circus rules is it i i can't even think of a a good joke for that that's it's a good good enough joke on its own um let's see they compare Wait. so they're filming these episodes in york and they compare the city or the town whatever it is of york to the hunt no one would notice if they were gone The Hunt being another tag team there on the NXT UK. I was like, oh yeah, The Hunt, they're a thing. But really, they were on last week's episode. I've been thinking about them a little bit recently. Um, Let's see. uh, Joseph Connors bothers Radzi while he's trying to advertise NXT UK merch. I really liked that he was was advertising their merch. Like, you don't see... it. It was like a normal part of the show. It wasn't commercial. It was like just part of the show... I like that aspect of it, but it was (laughs) the purpose of it was for him to just interrupt it. And I think we can also probably say he was filming it to be like a commercial type of thing, but because he interrupted, it became a regular segment of the show that they wanted to throw in there. Um, then we had Amir Jordan versus Joe coffee. Uh, I think nobody was surprised that Joe coffee won that match. And then coffees, uh, friends come out, Mark coffee. Well, one of the, one friend and one brother. Whatever. His the, the rest the rest of Gallus comes out for their match. Uh Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Awesome match. Go check it out. Uh but Wolfgang pins Birch after this uh big kick and slam combo, and that was right after a big double submission spot. Uh but Ilya Dragunov arrives and he brawls with Joe Coffey and the rest of Gallus fights back. And so Ilya is on their bad side now, um, out of the out of the coming out of the events of Blackpool Takeover two, Takeover Blackpool two, NXT Takeover Blackpool two to the Awakening. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty pretty good episodes of NXT and NXT UK. Um, so we'll get back to NXT in just a minute. Um, I'm excited for this qu- I Quit match. Um, I think it's going to be great. And I think Kaylee Ray's definitely got to win. She's got to win that match and it will be pretty exciting when she does. Um, and then who is her next opponent? I think a next, uh, like if Aoife gets right up there, um, right away, I think that could work really well. Um, who could her opponent be at WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania weekend's? And I say that because I, I really hope that Takeover Tampa has the UK Championships defended. There's only three of them, um, and it seems like we're going to lose one of the women's championships to um, that. We're going to lose one of the ch- women's championships to uh, WrestleMania itself. Um, with the results of, uh, so I am jumping forward a little bit with that. Uh, Rhea Ripley, did defeat Bianca Belair at takeover Portland and Charlotte Flair, uh, arrived to accept Rhea's challenge by, I think she beat her up. I don't remember exactly what happened. Uh, it was a lot of driving. I, I don't remember all the specifics, but more or less she accepted the challenge. I think she did beat her up. Anyway, uh, that's exciting. And she said, I'll see you at WrestleMania. So it sounds like it's going to be on the show WrestleMania, not just WrestleMania weekend. We'll see. But we'll see what happens. Um, That'll be pretty cool. But if that's the case, that is on WrestleMania, then put put these other championship matches on there. Put the women's tag team championships on uh, TakeOver Portland or TakeOver Tampa. Do all of that. That'd be great, I think. But at the very least, put the UK championships on there. Um, Kaylee Ray versus who? 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 Who who could she fight? I could. I could. uh, I really enjoy seeing her fight either Tegan Knox or Dakota Kai. Um, And I could also see her fighting against Io Shirai. That would be awesome if she if she's going to fight like a regular NXT person um so i don't know we'll see what's going on there first of all klr has to win against tony storm which i think she will um all right uh i'll get back to nxc in just a minute we had smackdown at uh in vancouver vancouver so um i flew in so this is outside of the show stuff so this was a very good weekend i enjoyed it um i was uh I wasn't really before actually like dry, getting to the airport I took the train to the airport so it took a long time but um before actually getting there I was like oh maybe I shouldn't go there's still time to like you know not lose money on the the the, the, the hotels and all that kind of thing and I can still cancel my, my rental car etc but once I got out there I was really glad that I did go um I I Flew into Seattle late uh, Thursday night and then rented a car early Friday morning and then drove, uh, made the drive up to Vancouver um, through most of the day. It's about, oh, it wasn't too bad of a drive. It was about two and a half hours uh, to get to my first stop, um, which was to uh, check out some local shops. I actually stopped at like a mall and got like food and everything at uh, at a Walmart but, um, after that, I checked out some comic book shops, um, like a rare bookstore where I picked up, uh, an interesting looking book called like 99 and two thirds dead or something like that. I don't even remember. It's, it's, it's actually 99 and 44, hundredths percent dead. The most violent film of the year. Now spine tingling novel. I have not heard of that film. I've not heard of this novel. Uh, the tagline at the top, Harry Crown does two things better than anyone. One of them is killing. On the back of the book, call Harry Crown. Uncle Frank had killers. Sure, plenty of cheap guns who'd kill anyone you wanted to trash. But in time of war, you go with the best. Big Eddie Santo had declared war. There were already too many casualties lying in the water near Pier 28. He'd have to wipe out Big Eddie or Uncle Frank would find himself. Oh, I he'd have to wipe out big eddie or uncle frank would find himself fitted for a concrete boot near pier 28 okay they ended two paragraphs of the same thing um so he called harry crown to fight big eddie's guns and harry crown killed them all so the film is from 20th century fox this is a real film apparently um start edmund o'brien bradford dillman janice Haydn, uh katherine bauman uh ann turkle as buffy and chuck connors as claus zuckerman <laughs> claus zuckerman uh a film by john frankenheimer directed by john frankenheimer frankenheimer written by robert Dillon, music by henry mancini i know that name uh but the book is uh by max franklin spring screenplay is by robert Dillon. So I'm gonna read this. I did not know the film, this film existed, and actually I didn't even realize I didn't read that much of the cover when I got it. I just saw the tagline at the top. One of them is killing, um, and the title. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to read this at some point. It's not too long. It's only 140 pages. Um, this is a little paperback, and then try to find this movie. I do a special episode just about this. That'll be exciting. Okay, so I picked that up at the the rare bookstore. I don't know if this book is actually rare whatever. I don't know. but uh, then I also got a uh, a Japanese light novel called Log Horizon. I got the first book in that. I got that at a uh, like called Sakura. Or some, I I think there's more to the name of that store, but it was in another. It's it was in a different big mall, um. So I picked that 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 one up, and if I it's fairly new, so um, if I enjoy it, I think I'll 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 pick up more of these. I really like the No Game No Life books. This one seems kind of similar to those. This is a total sidetrack. I know this episode is already going to be really long. It's already almost twenty minutes, but. And we have so much more to talk about. I haven't talked about SmackDown yet, um, but the uh, the description on the back: Thirty thousand Japanese gamers awake one day to f- discover that the fantasy world of Elder Tales, an MMORPG that has formerly that was formerly their collective hobby, has become their cold hard reality. Severed from their everyday lives, they confront a new horizon filled with ravenous monsters, flavorless food, and the inability to die. Amid the chaos, veteran gamers Shiro gathers his friends the guardian natsugo and the assassin akatsuki and um together they embark on an adventure to change the world as they know it adventure you whose weight is court oh i can't read this they put it in small black writing on black artwork um Adventurer, you whose weight is borne by your winged soul. The mystical world of the Talicia, is home to dragons and giants, magical beasts and demi-humans. Fragrant green winds blew across this new ancient land that opens before you like a blank page. Fill it with your life. Log horizon. Um, And then uh, there's also a store that was really like all horror stuff, but they had this Blu-ray of a film called Pit Stop. It is not a horror film, but it it does sound pretty bonkers. Um, The most dangerous game ever devised to pit man against man, flesh against steel, the figure eight race, Jack Hill, Coffee, Foxy Brown, follows up Spider Baby. Once again, teaming up with Sid Haig, House of a Thousand Corpses, and one of the greatest roles for this action-spectacular show, rama Filmed on a real figure-eight track, Hill and his crew were able to capture gripping real-life car wreck scenes, lending the film a brilliant sense of realism. You've never seen a motion picture like this before. Can you take it? And this film, when did this film come out? It's pretty new, I think. Well, this release is copyright 2015. But um let me look up when the actual movie came out. Okay, the actual film uh came out in 1969. That makes a lot a lot more sense. There's another film from 2013 called Pit Stop. It is not the same sort of film at all. So uh if you're interested in, in checking this film out, it is Pit Stop 1969 directed and re- d- written and directed by Jack Hill. Okay, so I picked that up at a, a, a cool little, like, horror, mostly horror shop. Um, I got all kinds of different uh, Blu-rays and DVDs and VHS tapes um, and, like, collectibles, T-shirts, stuff like that. But um, all I all I picked up was that pit stop. So I have too many T-shirts. <clears throat> that did not stop me from buy- buying some more other T-shirts later in the weekend. But, um, yeah, on the way to the, uh, that Sakura shop... Um, uh on the way to that mall i noticed a museum that was on the way originally i was thinking of going to see sonic the hedgehog at a theater because there's amc um no there aren't any amcs in the vancouver area but there's a movie theater there are a bunch of different movie theaters Uh, i'll see that to kill some time before i can check into my hotel but instead this caught my eye it is the uh i'm probably pronouncing this wrong it's the nikai um uh, Museum of Culture and something. Oh, I forget exactly what it's called. Hold on. All right, it is the uh, Nikai uh, National Museum and Cultural Center. Um, it is in Burnaby, uh, British Columbia, uh, which is just like south southeast of Vancouver itself. Um, I think it's it's probably considered a suburb of Vancouver, but anyway. Um, I saw this on the map as I was uh on the way to uh that that Sakura shop and um well I'll check that out. That seems a lot more uh more it, it's a, a much more of a meaningful thing to do than to go see Sonic the Hedgehog in a theater which I can do at home. Um so I uh to to walk around and look at all the exhibits it it, it didn't take all that long um entry is only five dollars um i mean it was ten dollars no it's five it was only five dollars um and lots of really great stuff in there uh about uh japanese canadians uh, a lot about the history of uh discrimination racism all of that all the civil rights issues uh with uh the japanese people who uh moved to canada um and, uh, and all of their, uh, the, 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 the future generations of them, um, not just the, the ones, uh, who, who immigrated and all of that. So it was, uh, it was really interesting, uh, to learn more about that. Um, and, uh, they also had some great books I picked up, uh, oh, it's way over under their shelf. So I'm not going to go pick it up, but it was a book, um, of the art of, uh, of a Japanese artist, and, um, it was, uh, it, it was a really, really great artwork in there. There's like probably like five to 10 different books I wanted to get, but, uh, I, I went with just the one there. Um, so yeah, if you're in Vancouver and, uh, you have good transportation, it's, uh, it's kind of out of the ways from, from downtown, but it was right along the way, uh, from where I was, uh, coming from. And uh, that worked out really well to to stop there, um, and uh, and check it out. So, um, yeah, I I finally got to my hotel. I made, I wasn't aggressive with my driving, so I had to take like three lefts instead of a right at one point, um, to get to the parking near my hotel. But it all worked out okay. I got there. Uh, I thought I was in a rush, but then I realized that the show actually started an hour later than I had in my mind. Um, so I was able to get a quick power nap and then power nap, not a power nap. Why do I say it like that? Um, quick power nap before I rushed over to SmackDown. Um, I was not able to meet, uh, uh, my friends, Tyler and Herman, who I met at SummerSlam in Toronto. Uh, I wasn't able to meet them before the show, but I did meet with them after the show uh and that was great um to to hang out with them for a little bit and uh just talk wrestling um but uh before that I got to Smackdown pretty much just in time um I I got to see the dark match which was um <clears throat> so this is the, I I I did I was not aware that this is the first televised event from Vancouver in 17 years so that was pretty cool um, they we had a dark match of uh, Grand Metallic and Lince Dorado versus Drew Gulak and Drake Maverick. Uh, Metallic got, got the pin after a ridiculous combo. I remember exactly what, what what that was, but it was all four of them were great. Grand Metallic, especially, really shone in this match. He shined in this match or sh- shined. He is great. Um, so we got to the actual show, uh, a moment of bliss uh, with special guest Carmella. Uh, Bailey comes out and calls Carmella a loser, and Carmella says, okay, well, let's do this right now then. And so they did do this right now then. We had Bailey versus Carmella. Bailey cheated to get the win. She had her her feet all up on the ropes to get more leverage. And then Naomi comes out and helps uh, Carmella beat Bailey up. And so next week, uh, okay, ba- Bailey first says, I don't care who it's against, I'm going to defend this at Super Showdown, so that's kind of cool. Um and then uh, throughout the episode we we hear more from Carmella and from Naomi, they both want a piece of Bailey. And so next week there will be a uh, a contenders match, Bailey or not Bailey. <laughs> Naomi versus Carmella um to determine which one of them uh will will face Bailey at Super Showdown the following Thursday. So I think that'll be interesting. Then throughout the episode, we see Otis and Mandy getting ready for their dates, for their date together. Um, And uh, that was kind of fun to see Otis getting ready for the most part. Mandy got there really, really early. So, I mean, I don't, uh, it, it kind of makes sense what why what happened happens, because uh, it really seemed like Otis was late. And that's that might, might have been his fault for being late. But maybe Mandy was just really early. Anyway, um, then we had Sheamus versus Shorty G and Apollo Crews in a handicap match. Sheamus pinned Apollo after a broke kick. Uh, let's see. Carmela demands a rematch. I already talked about that. Mandy arrives for her dates and then is there for like an hour before Otis gets there. Um hogan is uh on the show via satellite interview which i kind of expected and also kind of expected people to be disappointed that it's a satellite interview but you know um bray comes on and says hey it's not cool or uh, he has a t-shirt that says hey it's not cool to eat your friends uh but he d- he's doing an nwo parody and i really enjoyed that and if we get to see the fiend kill hulk hogan that would be pretty cool but just the NWO parody itself was uh, was great. So um, yeah, um, I've been getting these uh, recommendations to watch, to to read this article, and I did read the article. Um, but talking about a former uh, WWE superstar who said that uh, Seth Roll- the Seth Rollins stuff and the Fiend stuff was stolen from him, and I say that's not it, it's it's not a strong case, Um, especially at least the way this article is written. And he was like, and also the fiend stuff. I'm I'm currently doing a a broadcast thing. So that's similar there. Like, no, no, he did a newscast once and it was relevant to this, the, the, the story at that moment. It's not his thing. So I really don't see that as a thing because that's not an original idea at all. unless they use like the script that he wrote for it then no that's that's not it and then a the whole thing with uh the televangelist uh idea i i could see that a little bit but it it's it's working so well for seth rollins i i i feel like it's not just straight like lifted from a book of ideas of people that have present been presented them. Like it seems like something that has been developing over a lot of time. And also that is a thing that already exists in the real world. That's also not like a, a very strong argument to say that that specifically was stolen in its entirety to do that. Also, if they were under contract with WWE, then ideas that they have for stuff in their contract probably says it's it belongs to WWE. I, I mean, not that I agree with that, but that's usually how it works. And if you don't read your contract and don't understand that, then you know, they can't really complain that your ideas that were pitched to a company are used by that company without additional compensation necessarily. I don't know. Um, so I just wanted to mention that real quick, uh, because I will get to, uh, raw in just a little bit. Uh, but that had to do with, with Bray Wyatt. Um, then we had Cesaro and Sammy with a protest concert. That was really fun. Um, (laughs) when Cesaro first came out, he had two, uh, guitar cases. I don't know if that was shown on TV, but they just had some drumsticks in one of them, I think, and the cowbell, and then a ukulele in the other one. And that's pretty, pretty hilarious. Uh, but Elias and Braun crash the prot- prot- protest concert. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura does not appear. But that's okay. I'm sure he'll be back next week. Um, then we have uh, Naomi uh, saying that she's going to be the next champ. And then it was after this that they announced that it will be a, uh, a contenders match next week. Um, Then back at Mandy's dates, uh, she's sitting there still waiting for Otis. And Dolph comes in, taps her on the shoulder, and then takes a seat with her. Steals Otis's date. Devastated. Um, Let's see. Oh, there's a really fun thing. Uh, So during a commercial break, they had the sign cam. Like, everybody show us your sign and all that. Uh, The music. Sign, sign, da, 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 da uh whatever that song is. And they kept <laughs> there so they were cutting to signs and people were excited and everything. And there was this one section of people, nobody had a sign, and whenever they cut to them, they were not reacting at all. They just looked like really bored. And uh Greg Hamilton was like, Come on, somebody show a sign. And then they cut away and they go back, oh come on, really, just write something on a piece of paper. And <laughs> like they kept going back to they went back like four or five times. It was so funny. I really liked it. That might've been my favorite (laughs) moment of SmackDown this weekend. It was, this was just an okay episode of SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I almost wonder if they were not, that wasn't a live camera shot and that they were actually using a clip from sometime during the night that, that there's nothing going on. I, I, either way it was really fun. it's more funny if it, they actually were not reacting at all but it's also really funny if they were using <laughs> an existing clip i i don't know it, i i enjoyed it um and so we had our main event, Miz and Morrison versus Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan um before that Miz and Morrison cut a promo and uh Morrison's like i've been here 1 month and i'm also always here uh talking I don't know what he's talking referring to. were they referring to? They're saying that some people don't pay their dues or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this, the the match itself was pretty good. Uh, the ending, we had a Roman win by pinning Miz, but then he's immediately attacked by Baron Corbin, who was suspended. Apparently, I don't know. I didn't get any of this from, because I couldn't hear commentary, um, but he was in the audience. So apparently he was, He was suspended, but because he bought a ticket, he could be there at ringside anyway. And then they had his his throne set up at the end, and he was, uh, like, all gleeful and everything. How are they allowed to do that if he was suspended? I don't know. But, yeah, there were some good moments throughout the match, and it was great to see Daniel Bryan there. Um, Especially because this episode, we didn't have the Usos for their reasons. We didn't have any of the New Day. I don't know why that was. Um we didn't have any Lacey Evans. Uh, we did get to see uh, Alexa and Nikki Cross there at the begin at the top of the show, uh, doing Moment of Bliss. But um, there were a lot of people who weren't on this episode, and that was kind uh, kind of a letdown. They did announce that it would be the Fiend versus Baron Corbin for the dark main event, and um, you know that was all right. Um, it happens. Uh, the fiend won, of course uh but it was also f- fairly short because before that they had uh we had an episode of two or five live this is not a good episode there's only two matches it uh, i mean danny birch and Oli Lurkin are awesome but it just wasn't an exciting episode they were they were present uh for a lot of this episode but man you have the lucha house party they are there they had that opening match. Give somebody else an opening match uh, before the show. Use LHP on. Uh, I guess they technically aren't on 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 two hundred five live anymore. I guess that's why. But anyway, we have Singh Brothers come out as Vancouver natives. They are Vancouver natives, um, and they fight Danny and Oni. But before that, they cut this whole long promo about uh, uh, how they got advice from Brayden Gretzky. And they revealed that they under their Vancouver jerseys they had a Kings jersey and a Maple Leafs jersey, all of that. And it was a it was there were parts of it that I enjoyed, but it was just going on longer and longer and longer. Um, but Oni got the pin for uh, for them to win. But then uh, the Brian Kendrick and the the Brian Kendrick and Ari Devary. Uh, attack them, they get chairs, all of that, and then we get uh, Brian Kendrick and Daivari talking tra- trash about Canada, and then we have Brian Kendrick and Daivari versus Tony Nice and Mike Canellis, the returning Mike Canellis. So that was nice that he's back on TV. Um, they get some uh, some more chairs, uh, lots and lots of chair stuff throughout this whole episode. Uh, Tony rolls up Daivari, um. Uh, and then uh, when uh, Oni and Danny return and kind of distract them. And then we have some chair mayhem. I don't remember all that much about it. But, hey, check it out. It, it is a lot of Oni lurking. So, Oni lurking fans, you kind of get your fix a little bit in this episode. But it was a whole lot of unnecessary promos and filling time it felt like. So, it could have been tightened up. Could have been... I mean, why not make two of the, one of these tag matches split it up into being two singles matches? You know? Have, have, uh, have Kendrick versus Nice and Divari versus a mystery opponent, which revealed it's Mike Kanellis. I don't know. But hopefully next week's 205 is a lot better. And, uh, and also next week's NXT will have the Cruiserweight Championship defended. And so that brings us to uh, my Saturday activities. Uh, right, we're not at Takeover Portland quite yet, but um, I, when I was planning this trip, I was going to go, uh, possibly go to wherever the house show was on Saturday night. But then I I learned that Just for Laughs was taking place uh, this this weekend, and like for a couple of weeks after this, but this is the first week of it. And, um, it just happened that Saturday night was middle ditch and Schwartz, a show that I've been wanting to go to so much for years now. And finally timing has worked out. I could go to this show. I've got to go to their, uh, another one of their shows, uh, in just a couple of weeks here in Denver. And then they're also doing, um, uh, they're also going to be in Austin and Dallas in, uh, May, April, late April. So I'm planning on going to, th- to that as well. Oh man, this military shorts is was hilarious. Um, I do it no justice trying to describe anything that happened in the show, but it's just Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch uh, doing long form improv, and it is so fantastic i was hoping this would be a big ben schwartz weekend uh, uh going to see uh sonic the hedgehog also on this weekend but as of right now i still have not seen sonic the hedgehog but i will see it um very very soon and i'll have uh, i'll be talking about that in uh in probably a part of this week's nxt episode um or or later on you'll, you'll be able to tell from the episode titles probably um, but that was really great. Um, and then during the day, uh, I went to, uh, Vancouver or fan expo Vancouver and I did not know that, uh, that was taking place when I was planning this trip at first. And of course, when I did find out, I said, Oh, I, I'm probably going to go check that out on Saturday. I'll see how I feel. Um, but, uh, that seems pretty likely. So, uh, the Saturday ticket was only $35 Canadian, which is like 28 $27, uh, American, uh, us dollar. And, um, so it wasn't that bad for just one day. Um, it was super packed. It was kind of, uh, kind of wet outside. Um, so I don't know if it would have been even more packed if it wasn't so, uh, so dreary out, but, um, uh, it was a, it was really fun just to walk the floor uh, for a couple hours. Um, I met uh, a bunch of artists that I hadn't seen before. Uh, some really, really cool artwork. Go check out my stories, my hi- story highlights on at the Demon Jackal. You can see all the art that I picked up. I didn't meet a few other people who I didn't uh, buy stuff from, so I didn't post anything of them. But for the most part, all the artists I talked to and, um, uh, and met, I did post about there on uh, Instagram. I also saw Art by Kino there at, uh, at the Fan Expo, who I had met at uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con this past August. And it was uh, great to see her, see some of uh, her new pieces, um, and actually uh, picked up a couple of her uh, hollow foil prints. So you can check out art by Kino at, uh, on Instagram at it's Kino tastic Kino is spelled K I N O. So it's I T S K I N O T A S T I C. And, uh, yeah. Uh like I said, just go to uh my story highlights and you can see all the all the artists that I picked up stuff from. And then I also got um a couple of exclusives that worked out really well um because they're blind box. There were two small blind box uh uh figures that I picked up and uh it was it could have been one of twelve different things. <laughs> um and it got exactly the two that I wanted wanted to get, uh Supergirl and Batgirl. So it's perfect. They're um uh what is what is the DC Bombshells that style and then i also got a big figure of uh DC Bombshells Supergirl um they were exclusive to the 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 convention um they're like uh, black and white <clears throat> versions of them and uh so yeah that was really cool um okay so uh yeah i highly recommend Fan Expo if you check it out next year um or if they have uh their other events in other locations um, uh, that was really, really fun just to check it out. I also, uh, watched the uh, Brandon Fraser, Um, he was there. There was all kinds of celebrities there. I did not meet any of them. Uh, but I watched a little bit of Brandon Fraser's uh, uh, panel. And then I also watched a little, uh, the tail end of a panel about superpowers and, uh, or superpower. Or, well, I don't know what the name of the panel was, but it, it was a, a lady from, the um the aquarium and she was talking about uh superpowers of sea life and uh if there are examples of those in uh in comics so that that was pretty neat and it, it, i was only there for like 10 minutes and i was mostly like just sitting down uh getting uh, uh organized with all the stuff in my bags and stuff like that but i was also listening at the same time um <clears throat> so yeah go check out fan expo and, uh, really any conventions, if, if a convention is near you and you've got the time to check it out, go check it out, support some, some of the artists that are there, um, find some, some artists that you didn't know about and, uh, you know, see all the different styles and everything that are out there. It's really great. Um, and also, I uh, middle, middle ditch and Schwartz, go, go see middle ditch and Schwartz. I can't talk very well. Um so I got a very little amount of sleep before I woke up uh, to get my car out just in time to head on down to Portland. Um got there pretty early and met up with Tyler. We went to Burgerville, got some food and then uh over to the arena and uh, uh and there we are there there we were for the show. Um so for none of these shows I didn't buy tickets together with with them. Um so I was uh, we, we didn't attend the show in the same seats, uh, but we uh, were able to meet up again afterwards. Um, and then we got some, some real nice dinner after some hits and misses with Denny's being understaffed. So they're taken forever. And then, uh, red Robin was super packed. So they were taken forever. So you ended up going to a, a, a spot that I forget the name of, but it's, uh, it was like a rooftop, um, rooftop restaurant at a local hotel It was real nice. Uh, a, a, a little bit pricey, but it was delicious. Uh, I got some pork sliders, also a uh, a chocolate peanut butter bomb, whatever that it's like a, it's like a cream, like a, 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 in a dome, it's like a dome of cream, like an inverted ice cream bowl, but it's not, <laughs> I guess that's how you could describe it. It's an upside down ice cream bowl. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Um, and then I headed up to, uh, uh, Vancouver, Washington, uh, to, to get some sleep at the hotel, uh, slept in and ended up like kind of just having drive. It was a constant drive from when I woke up, it was just drive, drive, drive to get back up to Everett, Washington. And I barely made it in time. I got there 10 minutes before main event started for Raw. But before I talk about that, let's now talk about, the best pay per view of the year so far, Takeover Portland, NXT Takeover Portland, which took place at the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. And uh, there's there's a kickoff show, and I really enjoyed that the kickoff show for this, they played it for us there in attendance. It was up on the screens. We could hear them talking and everything. And that also allowed us to boo Sam Roberts violently anytime that he appeared and, and even started to talk. I don't even know what he was talking about. But I enjoyed booing him along with everybody else, but uh, so there were no kickoff matches, um, which uh, I thought worked pretty well i was I was wondering which of these six matches would be on the kickoff show. none of them were, and I thought that was just fine because all six of these matches deserved to be on the main card and because all six matches were pretty awesome. We opened up the night with Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. Ridiculous! I don't know how anything in this match is physically possible, um, but it was. And Keith Lee, uh, eventually defeated Dominic Dijakovic to retain his championship. Then we had Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. I loved this match. I even loved the ending. Um, I know a lot of people uh, online and in person, and all that were were baffled. Didn't know what was going on. Uh, didn't understand who this person was. And I absolutely appreciate that and understand that if you don't know who the person was that uh came in and interfered at the end and and allowed dakota get her victory then yeah there's that that'll cause a lot of confusion but since i did know who that was i was very excited for it and i really liked it and i'm i'm excited to see what's happening uh, from here so who who interrupted it was reina gonzalez except her name was raquel gonzalez which i wouldn't know even if even even if the people who did know reina were there in attendance they wouldn't have been able to know that her name was different now so uh yeah anyway uh she she interfered and threw uh uh tegan at, at the table um and it uh hurt her and got, uh Dakota, the victory, and uh, she offered Dakota her hands in support to to get standing up again, all of that, and we'll see where this goes from here. Is this the new evil team kick, Raquel and Dakota? Right, Ra- Ra- Dakota. Da- 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 I was trying to combine their names. It does. It's. It's. They're too close together to combine in a clever way. It's just a confusing way, but um. Yeah, I'm excited. I really, really, really like her. And um, I, at first I was confused too because uh, she has a different look than she had before, uh, like a different hairstyle and different gear. Uh, since all the times that I've seen her, she's uh, really been all about that Texas stuff with you know leather and uh, a whip and all that kind of thing. So she doesn't didn't have any of this. She, she just looks cool. So, yeah, I I really like that. Uh that match overall and I did also like the ending. Uh then we had Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Uh Finn Balor won. Uh this match is also pretty great. Um I I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think I I I won't even rate rank all these these matches. They're pretty the they're all they're all great for different reasons, um, and I could I could see any one of them being argued as the best match of the night for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, Finn Balor wins, uh, and John, Johnny Gargano seems to be a little bit broken, and they will come back a little bit later on. Then we have Rhea Ripley defend her championship successfully against Bianca Belair. I liked that we got to see some of, uh, Bianca's, uh, hair whips since we haven't seen that happen yet. I thought because she was using them that that might be the the thing that got her the win, but Rhea Ripley did win, um, after setting her up in a, it wasn't an avalanche riptide, but she did get her set up out of it off of the ring posts. If I remember correctly, um, but yeah, then, uh, Charlotte comes in, uh, there's that whole, uh, confrontation and she says, well, I'll see it. I'll see a WrestleMania clarifies later on, on, on raw. Unfortunately, Ray Ripley did not appear on raw, but I think that's okay. We'll see. We'll see more on a- NXT next week. Um, then we have the bros Matt Rill and Pete Dunne, defeat the undisputed era, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. This, w- ma- this match was pretty fantastic. Um, I don't remember any specifics from it. Uh, just trying to talk about like seven, eight hours of stuff in this episode. Um, I, I, and this is the, the I didn't take any notes for this. I was just watching. Um, so, uh, all this other stuff, I have some notes to go off of. Uh, so I'm just reading off the Wikipedia page here. Uh and then we had Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um Adam Cole won after some uh interference from um from the Undisputed Era, but then also interference from Johnny Gargano. As Gargano pulls the championship away from uh away from Ciampa and then hits him in the face with it. And, uh, the referee was out of action at that moment. Um, and then also Adam Cole had taken advantage of the referee being out of action, um, a little bit already. But, uh, Champa was fighting off all the Undisputed Era until Johnny came out there, presumably to help him. But he did, he did the exact opposite. So Adam Cole is the only member of undisputed era who still has his championship. Uh, Rhea Ripley still has hers. Keith Lee still has his, um, and we have the new champions, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Um, and I'm excited to see who they fight next. If undisputed Era is going to try to go after them right away, or if they're going to have to help, uh, uh, Roderick strong fight off, uh, the Velveteen dream, uh, before that we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, and then that brings us to, uh, Monday night raw where, okay, this is just, I'm just going to go, go through this really quick. Uh, the main events, uh, matches were Eric Young and Shelton Benjamin versus Zach Ryder and, uh, Curt Hawkins. Uh, Zach pinned Eric to win that match. And then we had Cedric Alexander versus Akira Tozawa. Cedric won that match. And, uh, both of those, you know, they're pretty good. Cedric Alexander versus Akira Tozawa is very good. Um, we opened the show with, uh, about 45 minutes of Randy, uh, Randy Orton getting booed and then, uh, Matt Hardy coming out and then getting killed by Randy again. Uh, then we had Alistair Black defeat Eric Rowan. That match was actually great. Like that was definitely the match of the nights in my opinion. Um, and I, I was unsure of what I, I had a feeling Alistair was going to win, but with how things have been going for both of them, I I had no idea. So it was awesome to see Aleister Black hit the black Mass twice and get the win there. Um, Charlotte comes out and says that she will humble Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, and Rhea Ripley does not appear. Uh, R-Truth performs his entrance music, then Mojo Raleigh appears, and then Ritty Mo, Ritty, Riddick Moss appears, the 24-7 champion. Riddick... Uh, Riddick... Uh, <laughs> it kept uh autocorrect did not like me typing riddy so it says roddy but uh riddick moss pins mojo raleigh and uh he's still champion he gets the heck out of there and uh frustrated mojo i think he attacked r-truth after that but i don't know uh then we had drew more drew 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 mcintyre do the claymore countdown uh for everybody to point to the wrestlemania sign with him So that's pretty great. Uh, Heyman, Paul Heyman comes out and says some stuff. And then Drew McIntyre has a quick match against MVP where Drew wins via pinfall. Uh, Becky pays her fine upfront for what she's going to do to Shayna Baszler because surely she will be fined for it. She considers it a down payment on violence. I thought that was a really cool idea there. Uh, Shayna, uh, comes on the screen and uh, says that she's going to tear the living shit out of Becky. So that was pretty cool. Um, then we had Lashley and Angel Garza team up to defeat Rusev and Humberto Carrillo. Angel won via roll up to Rusev. So yeah, that happens. I uh, okay. Maybe it's better with commentary. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Kyrie saying versus Natalia. Before that, Kyrie and Oscar cut a promo where Oscar basically says, "I'm going to beat you at Elimination Chamber because Elimination Chamber match was made that it will be Natalia versus Oscar versus um uh who else? Uh, Ruby Riot versus Liv Morgan versus uh Sarah Logan, and then the sixth person. Who is the sixth person? Uh, oh, I can't remember who number six is. Oh, and Shayna Baszler, the the person who's gonna win it, duh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it, it. I'd be surprised if she doesn't win it. Uh, but yeah, Asuka says to 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 Natalya that she's gonna win elimination chamber. Uh, Kyrie wins via countout after Oscar kicks Natalia in the face while the referee's back is turned. Uh, then we have Seth Sermon. He explains that phase one of the plan is complete uh, because he vanquished Kevin Owens, Samojo, and the Viking Raiders. Uh, phase two will not be as easy. He needs to save everybody who's still not in or eradicate them. And then the Raiders and Kevin Owens come out and attack him. Backstage, Seth is annoyed by Charlie. And then uh, he says, well, we're we're, we're going to have a three-on-three match Um Murphy and AOP versus Kevin and the Viking Raiders. I don't know where Samoa Joe was. I don't know. Maybe maybe he can't come to Canada for some reason or something. I've, I've, I I I don't know. Uh, or yeah, I just don't know. Uh, then we had AJ and the OC uh, talking about how AJ is the greatest super uh, superstar on any roster of any era. And then Ricochet comes out, challenges AJ. AJ says, "Nah, that's all right." Carl says, I'll take that challenge, and Ricochet defeated Carl Anderson. Uh, Then we had Liv Liv Morgan interviewed. She is excited to see Ruby, but then very, very surprised and disappointed. And then she claims that she's not that puppy on a leash and that she is going to win at Elimination Chamber. Uh, Then our, our main event was Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders versus Murphy and the AOP uh, Rollins attacks during the match to results in a disqualification. And that's all I remember. That's all I wrote down. That's all I remember. I don't know what else happened. And that was the last match of the night. There was no dark match and everybody was kind of, kind of bummed out. But then we went and got Jimmy John's and all was good. Cause I got a, a, a delicious sandwich and, uh, and, a and an oatmeal cookie, and uh in powerade it was delicious so there there you go that the day ended up being pretty good overall so um uh so yeah i i I did meet up with herman again who uh was in uh was at smackdown um after show uh with his friends and uh yeah we went to jimmy johnson that was great too um and then i i got just a couple of hours sleep uh they're near the airports and because uh, it was like a 45 minute drive to get to 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 there i went to the wrong ramada because there are three ramadas near the airport and two of them have the exact same name except one has north at the end of the name and that was cut off from the email i was looking at i think like the email title that I was going off of and i should have looked up at the body of the email and i would have saved like 10 more minutes and gotten 10 more minutes of sleep i don't know but um yeah, it was uh it was a fun trip. Um I I kinda wish Raw and SmackDown and Two O Five Live were better, but all the other stuff being so great still made the trip trip pretty worth it. And also meeting up with uh, uh a bunch of friends, um seeing seeing uh some old faces, seeing some new old faces, and seeing some new old faces and some new new faces. Uh, whatever. I don't know where I was going with that turn of phrase. But um yeah. Is is great. Um, I, hopefully they'll they'll be back in Vancouver again. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go to Vancouver. I don't know. Maybe they'll they be able to do that, uh, before some more Seattle and Portland shows. But they gotta go to Seattle and Portland more often, for sure. But they also need to come to Denver more often. More often. I think it's a a big mistake that they stick they they skipped Denver, um this this winter. Um, since the last two years they came around, even if it was just for a house show, um, they 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 came around the last two years. So, anyway, um, that's it for all this stuff from this week. Uh, the, the my my trip back was pretty uneventful. Um, unfortunately, uh, Claire, my degu is sick, and um, I take her to a vet to, to the vet, ta- yeah, to a vet and the vet the vet that I took her to, um. <laughs> and got some medicine. So hopefully she'll be feeling better. Uh, but because of that, I ended up canceling my plans and also it's snowing here right now. So I ended up canceling my plans to drive down to Albuquerque to see Poppy again. Oh, Poppy opens NXT takeover Portland. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I did not go see uh, poppy in concert again down in Albuquerque because of, uh, needing to stay home and give, uh, Claire all her medicine, make sure that she's doing all right. Um, so I, I felt really, really bad that I was gone all weekend for like four and a half days, almost five days, because while I was gone, uh, she got sick. So, um, luckily she wasn't too sick that I was still able to get her, uh, to the vet to get some medicine and all that. So anyway, that's it. Uh, let me know what you thought about all this week's WWE stuff. Um, and also just for laughs and conventions and all that, whatever. Uh, by tweeting me at podcast, Go to com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses, and I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcasts. Bye.